Good morning. I'm Karen Audubonny, and I want to let you know that support for KZYX comes from our members and Ivy Accounting and Payroll Services in Willits, specializing in bookkeeping and payroll services for local agricultural businesses and more. Serving all of Mendocino County, you can get more information at ivyaccounting.com or 489-5486. Good morning all. It's this cold, wintry day in Mendocino County and beyond. I am Karen Audubonny and this morning we're going to do a wrap-up for the year. Uh, and I'm going to have inviting everybody to call in and help me wrap up this incredible year we have all been through. It's going to be an open line, so I'm going to be throwing out topics and discussing things that popped out at me last night when I was searching through all the news venues for Mendocino County and seeing where we've come from. It seems like it's been more than a year, folks. I have to tell you, we've gone through a lot. The country's gone through a lot. Mendocino County has gone through a lot, and unfortunately, I will say we're not through it yet. COVID has been the big news, of course, for all of us, starting in January last year when I first heard about it. And then um, I actually looked back and I saw as of March of this year, we only had three cases in Mendocino County. Wow. And now we're up to much more than that. And I just saw the record that we're, we lost another person this last week. So we're up to 26 deaths in the county. Um that has been the big news. And then, of course, the masking, uh, the social distancing, what it's done to the economy, because we are a tourist visitors county, um, how the different businesses have um, been dealing with that. Um, actually looked back at the shows I've done. I started out the first of the year covering the democratic debates that's what's actually drew me back to the air was all the political at the um, national level so we started out covering the the democratic debates uh then we got that taken care of and then just covid hit so it's it's been a long year i know hope everybody has made it through it safely i hope you're all still continuing to be safe and you had a safe uh peaceful christmas i know my christmas was much smaller this year but it was safe, and I know that the people that were around me were safe, and when they left, they were still safe. And I think that's really, really important because it is through community spread that this is going on. So uh, what we need to talk about or what I wanted to talk about is some of the topics that we've talked about this year and some of the topics that I'm going to be watching coming in the next year. Um, there are county issues that are still on the table that will remain on the table and it is being a little bit more difficult to follow these issues because our board of supervisors have been having their meetings by zoom so it's a little bit harder to follow the issues to get data ahead of time and it's much more difficult to get public input um, i've had uh, Ted Williams on the air. I've had John McCowan on the air. We've talked about a lot of issues uh, around the Board of Supervisors, the budgets, and where we're going with our budgets. Um, still, there's going to be, there's a lot of money going out. We're still getting money coming in for different projects. Um, I don't know until this epidemic is done, we're really going to get an idea of the extent of the financial impact 
COVID had ha- has had on our county and what it means. Um, we heard yesterday a great report with Sheriff Matt Kendall um, about the outbreak in the Sheriff's Department, not the Sheriff's Department, but the jail housing. Um, again, people close together in, you know, dense, small buildings. Um, they've got, I think it's now 20, 17 cases, inmates separated. They're doing that. So I'm I'm sure that's going to have a physical impact on the county and the sheriff's budget. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a while before we can actually look backwards and see the total impact on the county. Um, so that's happened. That was the COVID's the big thing. And then fires. Oh, my gosh. We had not as bad, biggest, we had big fires and they wasn't like with Potter Valley where they wiped out a lot of residential residents. Um, it was less impactful, I believe, on the community in some of the areas, but the areas that were impacted, it was still devastating because any fire is devastating. Um, the, the one shout out I want to do is to the Brook Trails fire preparation and fire departments up there. Um, I remember Tony Orth years ago. Uh, stepped up, got that fire department, volunteer fire department going, has been training, they've done um, pruning, they've done pruning, not raking, but pruning, they've, you know, fire, tried to fireproof Brook Trails subdivision as as much as they could. It's a very dense treed area with a lot of, a lot of residents. Um, they were able to evacuate and keep people safe and get people out of Brook Trails. Um, personally, I think it's one of the most uh, successful evacuations that I've seen in this county uh, that uh, went well. I don't think there was any, and there was no deaths. I think maybe minimal injuries. Um, it, was, it was incredible to realize that preparation, just thinking ahead, preparation, now that we know fire is part of our life in Mendocino County, preparing for it the best we can uh, really does make an impact. And I think this whole story around the Brook Trails fire and how close it got uh, is a demonstration of what we can do as a county locally to protect ourselves and to protect our neighbors. So that was a big story. Uh, I, I I will assure you that fire is not going to be out of the news in the coming years, if not worse. Um, Part of that, uh, the fire uh, topic is uh, the county. One of the issues I'm going to be following this next year more more closely is uh, there was the fires in prior years. PG&E had a big settlement with the state and the counties, uh, Mendocino County. Is, has received $21.6 million from PGE. Uh, and because of the fires and the damages, that is, the supervisors are still, or the CEO, still trying to figure out how that money can be spent. Um, one of the things I hope to push and hope to keep covering is that money came from fire damage. I, for one, hope it should, I hope it should go back into fire prevention, fire recovery, uh, preparing ourselves, uh, preparing our fire departments. We have 
major volunteer fire departments, that is the majority of our fire protection in Mendocino County, is our volunteer fire departments. So it would be really great to see some of that money go to beef up our fire departments, um, help get volunteers out. That's another thing. We're getting getting, um, a shortage of volunteers as our community ages. Uh, The young people coming into our community don't have the time actually to volunteer a lot of them they're working their families takes more money to live now more jobs to make that money to live in mendocino county as we all know so the volunteerism for these incredible projects like our volunteer fire departments our volunteer ambulance services um we need to think about in the future how do we staff these with volunteers what can we do to reach out to get young people um, involved in these kind of volunteer programs. So I'm Karen Audubonny. This is TKO. We're doing a wrap-up of the year. I'd like to hear input from the community. What were the big topics? You know, I know COVID's the big one, but beyond COVID, we, we still had to live our lives and move on and follow things in our own communities. So I'd like to get some discussion of your communities. I can't I can't reach into all the communities. I know that I've said for years that Mendocino uh, Public Broadcasting levels the mountains, levels the um, all the geographically challenged areas we have. So I, I trust and I look to our um, listeners who are in these smaller pockets of communities in Covalo, Laytonville, and the coastal areas where I can't get the information readily to uh to dialogue with our with our uh, listeners as to what's going on in your community. I know a lot of us in the smaller communities are going through similar challenges. Um, the food banks, great story on the food banks la- on our new community news last night about the different food banks and the impact that this COVID is having on our food banks. And on the other side of it, the incredible generosity of our community that have stepped up to to um, donate to these uh, nonprofits that are getting food to the needed sources or needed areas. Um, they're looking volunteer for volunteers too. So if you'd like to let us know what's going on in your community, what were the big topics for your community for 2020, uh, you can get involved, 895-2448. Again, 895-2448 to get the word out as what's going on in your community. This is going to be open line so we can all share information, get a chance to hear what's going on in these smaller communities. Um, I mentioned Covalo. Covalo got hit hard with the fires this year. Uh, That seemed to be really hard hit up in Covalo, rural rural areas, uh, trying to get people out there safe up there. Covalo is also having another big issue with pot and crime and the marijuana industry up there. The illegal industry is totally out of control. The sheriff's talked about it. But we got our first caller, so we're going to go forth. And get all the bells and whistles. Here we go. Good morning, call it. Oh, turn down your radio. Back bad back feed. Feedback. Yeah. We're, uh, hi. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Gregory, and I have a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about, Karen. Uh, <clears throat> one first is uh, first of all is a, <clears throat> a shout out for Supervisor Williams, who's going to help us get. Uh, uh, our uh, Indian Creek Park open for uh, use uh, of uh, 
people who are meditating or uh, uh, needing a space to uh, to you know calm themselves. I think it's a beautiful park, and, and uh, he's uh, working on that. The other thing is is a, a national uh, issue, and I. <clears throat> I'm hoping you have some information for one of your listeners on the on the six. <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't talked this morning, so uh, maybe I just <clears throat> yeah, a sip of coffee. Um, on the sixth, uh, I think Trump is up to something uh, about uh, trying to invalidate the election. Um, and maybe getting some uh, help from the Republican Party um, when the, the uh, I don't know if it's in separate or both houses of Congress uh, are going to be uh, voting to accept the results of the election. And uh, I, instead of waiting to, for something to happen, um, I, I would really want to see if, some of us might find a way to have some advanced preparation for um, uh, what uh, what he might be up to. Well, let me just say that uh, Indian Creek Park is in Philo, folks. It's on 128. It is a cute <coughs> little park. Um, and it, I'm glad to hear that Ted Williams is helping in getting that back open. Uh Ted Williams has been very active in a, a lot of different issues. In the fifth, he's the fifth district supervisor. Um, I've had him on the air mm-hmm. a few times talking. He's very budget conscious, which is one of my issues with the county budget. So uh, that's good to know. And Greg, thanks for the call. I'm going to get you off here. So, uh, well, yeah. How about the uh, what's going on on the sixth of January? Yeah, you know what? Um, I think. My, my personal opinion, and I want to know, let people know that the opinion you, you hear on TKO, a lot of them are my personal opinions. You know, I, don't, I, I have an educated audience. I respect your opinions and well, all that. Well, that's why I call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, but I'm, I'm just doing a little disclaimer here. I, once a year, I, sh- <laughs> I feel like, once a year, I feel like I should do a disclaimer, just let everybody know, because I don't want to insult everybody's intelligence and do it every, every show, because I don't, I don't think that's necessary. Um, yeah, my personal opinion is Trump is just trying to make this a reality show. Um, and at best, he's exposing the worst of the Republicans, which is great, because now we know who the worst of the worst are. Um, I think he's exposed through his term. He's exposed a lot of weaknesses and gray areas in our constitutional and our congressional processes and rules and regulations. I think he has taken us to the brink of exposing a lot of our weaknesses. And I, I think a lot of people see that. I've been, um, oh, I can't remember his name. I watch NSMSNBC. They had an author on who just wrote a book talking about all these weaknesses that have been exposed and what we need to go forward to tighten up our policies and tighten up our requirements. Uh, You know, so I doubt that it's going to be anything major. I think it's mainly him just trying to do a reality show. I can assure you that the 
players that need to make sure this happen are well aware of what can happen and what should happen, and they're most likely preparing for it. They're not going to tell us, but they're most likely preparing for it. So, Greg, thanks for the call. Have a great new year. All right, folks, 895-2448. And uh, I know Greg wanted to give a shout-out to Ted Williams. Well, you know what I want to do? I want to give a shout-out to... Carrie Brown and John McCowan. These are two supervisors that have been over in Utah in at Board of Supervisors, I think a minimum of 12 years. I can't right now off the top of my head think how many terms each one of them have. Carrie Brown has been very active with um, farming issues and water issues and going to the state level. She's got a, a great reputation for representing Mendocino County at the state level on all these issues. Um, and I, I, w- I watched the last Board of Supervisors meeting, and I was a little disappointed that the county CEO and the other, some of the other board members said nice things about them, but there wasn't a real acknowledgement that that was their last board meeting and how long they've been around and all the great work that they have each individually done. And I'll tell you right up front now, I don't agree with both of them all the time, um, maybe not even most of the time, but they've put in the time they've done the work and at different times they've actually moved the county ahead john mccown i will miss john mccown i know he goes on and on and on but i will miss his perspective from i don't know being on the sidewalk with the homeless you know being out in the creek beds cleaning cleaning up the ditches and stuff he come he came he always came with a real grounded perspective i thought Maybe not the cannabis stuff, but we'll let that slide for now. Um, but just here's an example. Uh, the first of the month, there was a board meeting, and there, the COVID report was going on about how they'd, um, they were getting uh, billboards up about masking and how great that was. They finally had billboards, I guess, on 101 in Ukiah. I haven't been there, didn't see them. And John McCowan just casually says to the group, Oh, I have a question. And he's, they, he said, Hey, are these billboards in Spanish? And, I mean, the gal that was giving a report kind of stammered around and said, uh, uh, no, but we should probably do that. Come on. I'm in the middle of the hills of Yorkville throwing things at the wall going, it is the Latinx community that has 62, 3, whatever percent, the highest percent of cases of COVID. And these billboards are not in Spanish. So, John McCown, shout out to you. Just the simplest questions this man has asked over the years. You know, it just kind of stumps me that nobody thinks about these. So anyway, shout out to John McCown, Carrie Brown. You put in the time and we have new board members, uh, supervisors coming on this next year. I will do my best to uh, track them and get them on the Air Force. All right, folks, call in 895-2448. That must have stirred somebody up. I got a call. Good morning, Kala. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? You can. We certainly can. Good I'm morning. Turn off the radio. Good idea. Um, I just want to offer a different perspective on John McGowan. This is Naomi Wagner. Oh, Naomi. Um, Good for you. John also was the person who uh, called the sheriffs on the homeless at Mendocino, um, at, the, at Lake Mendocino, and rousted them. He's also the person who complained and made a big deal out of some graffiti that some Hispanic kids did. Um, he has not been progressive at all. 
I do give him credit for um, uh, helping found the uh, Mendocino Climate Action Committee, but I think he did it for all the wrong reasons. So I'm sorry. That's my input. I just can't candy coat John McGowan. No, that's Thank okay. You. I just well, wait a minute. Don't. I, He really did not. He is not a friend of the homeless. Okay, so so wait a minute, Naomi. Naomi. So you get you come from a whole different perspective than I do. I appreciate it. I just I listen to the subtle things he says occasionally. Like I said, Um, so for you, what are the big issues that you see for this year and that that are continuing over for next year? What should we be watching from your view? Oh gosh, put me on the spot here. (laughs) Well, no, I mean Um, we've got there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Um. Well everything i don't know how i would do their job and so i don't want to be that critical it's a hell of a job um but i would like to see um good old measure v enforced for example as i look out across the mountains towards the coast um there's just a lot of dead tan oaks out there we all know about it and if we want to talk about fire safety it's only by the grace of the great powers or the wind that i didn't get burned out this year because if the wind had shifted during the fire that affected Brook Trails, we would have had a massive fire all through these um, picked-over mountains. And um, those tannoaks are a fire hazard. Nobody can tell me that they aren't. And I'm really disappointed and disgusted that the supervisors have not had the backbone to enforce that law that we all voted for by over 63%. How- so I guess that would be the fire danger um, that really threatens us rural dwellers the most here and it also threatens obviously the whole population of the county because we all suffered so much from the smoke yeah and that that's very smoke true is toxic very true very true so um i guess that would be my top priority would be reducing fire hazard and better forest management and that um, i would like to see uh, mendocino redwood company lose their, their um, sustainable certification because they don't deserve it Huh. So, what, so as far as I know, I mean, I followed this V thing a bit with what's going on. Aren't we at the point where the county is going to have to sue MRC to actually get something done um, to enforce well, the ordinance? They could do a lot more with enforcement. What measure V is a really tiresome subject, I know, but well, um, but the has, topic's not. Yeah, it has highlighted the flaws in our whole. Um, the whole mechanism of um, enforcement and the way the laws are made. For example, the Oak Woodlands ordinance that they're trying, Oak Woodland protection measures that they've tried to uh, pass and, and the drills have worked very hard on. Um, what it turns out is that when you have an ordinance that depends on um, citizen complaint, then um, citizens either do or don't complain, but there's many reasons why they would be discouraged from complaining that I'm sure everyone can think of. And when they do complain, nothing really happens. And the company just kind of, um, in one case, the one um, person, Terry DeSelke, who had the bravery to make a complaint and actually file it and pursue it, um, they just eventually went and cut down the trees that were in her view shed that were problematic that they had poisoned. And they're like, okay, we're done, no more problem. So when it depends on citizen complaint, what that means is that um, the county can, or the um, 
perpetrator, Mendocino Redwood County Company, can um, kind of mitigate the problem and never really do anything about it. It's very piecemeal. And the same thing would apply to the Oak Woodlands, where if it's complaint-driven, you've got, you say, a neighbor is cutting down a bunch of, of oaks to, um, I don't know, make a grow site or grow grapes or whatever. Um, it only comes to light if there's a complaint, and it only... Um, something is only done about it if the county enforces it. So there's just all these weak links along the way, and it does come down to a lawsuit. Obviously, the supervisors don't want to sue Mendocino Redwood Company because they, that company has very deep pockets. So it's just a real waste of, and I feel like the whole attitude towards um, the initiative um, with um, Supervisor Williams being a great exception and also... Um, the Willett supervisor, um, Hathchak, they have stood up for this measure and they have seen some of the problems, but they don't have a majority on the board, so it's just gone um, unenforced. And they, they're, they're continuing to poison those trees every day that they possibly can. It's a year-round operation. So it still bothers me a lot, and I'm very disappointed about that. It sounds like the only way we could get accountability for MRC is to get above the county level and do it as a state almost. Because, yeah, MRC does have deep pockets, and little Mendocino County suing them would just suck us dry financially, it sounds like. Exactly. And I think that's what the supervisors are afraid of, too. I've listened to some of the discussion on that. I think, basically, I think they're perplexed at how to even enforce this kind of an ordinance. Right, and they actually said, I think CEO Carmel Angelo said, well, we don't have to enforce, or maybe it was John McGowan said, we're not obligated to enforce the laws that the people pass. It's a selective thing. Ordinances, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why would we bother to have an initiative? It really um, sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't give us much avenue to protect our own areas. So, hey, thank you for keeping that in the the limelight, though, because that is one of the issues I was going to bring up that we need to follow in the coming year and not let up on the pressure. So, Thank you, Karen. And and I I just want to end by saying that this is a huge fire safety issue. And when I hear people talking about fire safety and not uh, taking that into consideration, um, it's like, Somebody said that, you know, the, um, the dead trees, standing trees out there, it's like having an unfenced swimming pool, and um, it only is in, you know, a problem when a child falls in and dies and drowns. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's on the, upon the injured party to sue for, uh, to rectify the situation. It's just not right. No, and, it's and so not I don't right. want to hear about fire danger and fire safety and preparation and everything when we've got this huge elephant in the room. Yeah, and I hate to even put it out on the air, but I would also hate to see anyone, any of that $21.6 million bail out MRC, even though it would, <laughs> even though it would protect our communities. Um, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't even, yeah, have, put, I shouldn't other, have, even the, have put that out. Is, their certification <laughs> is supposed to depend in part on com- harmony in the community, harmony with community values. Yeah. And I don't know what could be more clear when an initiative passes by that big a majority that we don't agree with this this process, but yet the certifiers just keep on renewing their certification. How do they get certified? Is that state level? It's a, oh, it's a big, long thing. Um, There are are different, I'm sorry about the beeps there. There are different certifying organizations and levels, 
and uh, they really, they're all funded by the companies themselves. A self-certification. All the, the yeah. surveys and so on. So you just, it's just a mess. I wish we had never even talked about the word sustainable because it's been so uh, co-opted and now they can charge us more money for wood that is less high value yeah. and um, less quality and the forest is left in a bad condition. All right. Well, thank you so much for all the work you've done over the years, Naomi. Can't keep in touch and do keep us on top of these issues because that's what it takes. It keep, takes the community to keep the issues going. Thanks so much. Thank have you a, so much. Have a great Happy new year. year. You too. <laughs> have care. a good new year. Bye. Bye. Right. All right. Is that a caller? You're on the air. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Uh, good. I finally had a chance to pull over off on the side of the road. I got to give a pushback. I won't take much time. I'm not going to monopolize the airwaves. I'm not going to let you, Bob. Pushback on Jerry Brown and John McCowan. The real legacy is Jerry Brown was a hired gun by the Farm Bureau to make sure the rapevine industry gets their welfare water and pay, doesn't pay as much money as they should and dumps the burden onto the valley, Ukiah Valley water users. That's her, that was her big thing. Let's be honest. Her environmental interest was for the rapevine industry. John McCowan is the number one reason why all the marijuana laws in this county are such a cluster, you know what? So let's be honest. The only reason why he was down on the creeks look, doing the, quote, environmental stuff he was doing was he was really looking for the homeless camps so they could call the police and sheriffs so they could come and take their stuff. So let's give a good perspective on both Kerry Brown and John McCowan. That's the real legacy they are leaving. All okay. right. That's how it's about. Well, Bob, I always knew you'd have a good opinion on this. Thank you. You keep me honest. All right. So he, Bob, dropped off. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't agree with everything they did, but they were there and they were doing what they could. Okay. Let's get more callers on 895-2448. This is our end of the year wrap up, rant, whatever we want to call it. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with me. Hi. Hello. Uh, okay, I have a question about the vaccination schedule in the county. Oh, baby, I'm not the one to call on that one. But this gives me the perfect intro. This afternoon at 3 o'clock, Alicia Bales will be doing a COVID report with, I believe, uh, Colfax. Um, not Grant, but the other one, Drew. There we go. So Drew that would Colfax. be. Yeah, okay. I, I believe will Drew will be on. Will he have the vaccination schedule? I'm pretty so sure between I'm sh- pretty sure between Alicia and Grant they or Drew they will. Um, I will know. I just popped on Facebook this morning and saw that they had over 200 people in the Fort Bragg testing site. I don't know if they're doing that today, but um, yeah, so that would be the place to go or call yeah i i don't know today about it but um they are doing upped the number of testing they're doing in the county seems to be growing which is really great um 
So if you okay, get a but chance, I'm not calling about testing. I'm calling about vaccinating. Oh, the vaccine. Oh, I the vaccine. I don't know, but they should have that this afternoon. Uh, words on that. I know they're trying to get all. We only had 900 doses, a little over 900 doses in the county. I would assume since we've had them for a week, those are long gone to uh, first responders and uh, essential workers in the hospital. But um, I will leave that question on the on the table for them to answer for this afternoon at three okay all right thank Thank you you. so much have a great new year all right good morning caller you're on the air turn your radio down and we can go forth well uh, on the air yes we are right now okay um wow too cool but i'm uh i want to call and um uh give a huge shout out to uh, naomi who's been uh, fighting tirelessly for us in the, the over 25 years. I've known her for all the right reasons, and um, that was really awesome. You uh, kept her on there as long as you did. Um, and uh, you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, we got you on. You're on. Right. Getting a little bit of feedback from a radio, if you could turn that off. Right. And uh, I have a sweet spot that gets a great signal sometimes and doesn't others. Um, anyways, uh, and it's, you know, as far as the politicians go, it's uh, really really not up to them, y'all. It's uh, the people are supposed to be leading. That's what we uh, finally showed this uh, last presidential election. Enough people uh, were inspired for... Uh, a lot of good reasons, and that's how we're getting that uh, maniac out of the White House. And uh, and vote your supervisors out uh, if they're not doing the right thing. That's what we're doing in Humboldt County. Um, and, uh, and keep voting them out until you get get a, get a good one in. Like uh, Madrone over here in Humboldt County he used to be the uh, head of the uh, salmon uh, the salmon group in the Matol uh, Valley uh, for the Matol River. Much love to everybody out there. Uh, happy New Beginning. Uh, um, the nonviolent revolution is uh, stronger than ever. All right. Keep it up. Have a good New Year. Peace out. Cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is a new year. It is a, we're going to start a new year. It's going to be nice. I mean, never has the word looking 2020 be hindsight. 2020 hindsight going to be uh make me feel so good to be looking back at this year and hopefully moving forward um had a great experience this morning just to throw it out there because my mind rambles is uh when i was coming out i'm up on a ridge coming down and i actually got to see very rarely do you get to see the sun in the east and the full moon in the west both of them up at the same time it was quite phenomenal so that's always for me when i see nature doing those kind of things a good a good omen uh, the beautiful bright stars at Christmas, or the planets, I should say, Jupiter and Saturn being together. Another, I hope, good universal sign. Um, I was actually thinking about Antonio Lamb today. She used to do great uh, astrology on the air and talk about these kinds of things. We'd all get together and listen to her. She passed many years ago. But I bet um, 
the astrologists are really putting a lot of interesting things out there. All right, you're listening to KZUX and KZYZ. I'm Karen Audubonny. This is TKO, and today we're talking about end-of-the-year wrap-up, and it's wrapped around your calls at 895-2448. What issues did pop out at you for 2020, and uh, what issues are you going to be working on next year? 2021. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's get our next caller. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Thank you so much. I want to want to both compliment and um, figure out how, where we're going from here. I think it's critical that we maintain our, our integrity and our criticisms in this following year. Um, we've got overlogging, and the elephant in the room is the, the log deck in Ukiah. When I heard about the Jackson State Forest uh, logging plans, six timber harvest plans with no uh, public hearings, it's like it just breaks my heart because they've got too many trees down already. And we've got to, you know, figure out alternative economics so that we don't continue to destroy. You know, we're, in a, we're the third world country with timber being, you know, the, the raw resource that's being extracted and it reaches a point it's called critical mass where the point of no return they've taken so many logs already we've got a drought there's no rains the rains are flooding in mississippi and and to the east because the the water's not coming here the rain dripping the the whole climate is changing because of human activities and thank you naomi for speaking up um, you know, we've got to be critical. The, the, if they want to log and take care of the, the trees that are already cut, we've got 85,000 acres. But I'm opposed to the biochar. You can't just take the, the, the trees out of the woods. They're canopy. They're holding the soils. They're keeping the erosion. There's, it's a complex issue, land use planning. The slopes, the steepness, we are, we are a geologically unique area in, in California, in the world. We're the only place that has the endangered species salmon. That was not mentioned yesterday or the Native American in, input into these timber harvest plants. People are coming in. I don't know where these trees are going. Mexico, Japan, that we don't have our, our value-added um, industries here, you know, furniture making or, the, you know, hiking and trails. We need to talk in length. We need workshops. We need teach-ins about how to create jobs that are not destroying the planet. And that, you know, gardening, you know, planting more more biodiversity, the medicine plants that are here. The, uh, the, and when, when we hear about the COVID-19, uh, the vaccinations, I keep saying, how about bay laurel? How about, you know, the wormwood? How about artemisia? How about finding alternatives to pricking ourselves and getting medicines from Canada or China or India? We have the healing right here in Mendocino County. And if we are able to avoid, you know, having this epidemic in, in mass here by developing strong immune systems through our exercise and our yoga and our dietary organic, you know, lifestyle and our teas, the, the bay laurel is a healer. We need to talk about this. We need to envelop it and, and, you know, continue to be critical thinking. We can be appreciative of what we've done, but we also have to realize that, you know, the, the, the apologies for 
the doctors, the, the medicine is overpriced. You know, I've got $800 that I owe for three visits to a doctor, and then I'm on Medi-Cal. I mean, excuse me, I don't have $800. Who are these people, and where is this, you know... We need we need single payer plans. We need we need to be critical thinkers. All right. And thank you so, for this opportunity for you just bet. you know rab- ramblings no, ramblings by Randy. You thank Randy, you. you bring up some good ideas, and one of them is we re- need do, really do need to relook at what sustainability is with yeah. the coming climate changes. That I hadn't thought about it that way before, but our climate is a changing. Our climate locally is changing, which changes the whole or adds a different aspect to sustainable logging. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. Have a great yep. new year. So- soils. Yep. Oops, sorry about that. Ooh. Okay, not going to hold. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get another caller on here. Good morning, caller. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, just like, just like to remind you of what John Muir said. Oh yeah. He said that any fool can kill a tree. Um, we have alternative building materials. We have uh, these forests of uh, in-road trees that uh, the forest comp- uh, you know, the timber companies have created uh, elsewhere. Use that. Leave uh, leave our our precious redwoods alone. Uh, the trees are what we depend on for life because they take in carbon dioxide and they give off oxygen. And if you hit a certain point, you're not going to have enough oxygen, and we're all going to suffocate. Uh, I know that's a little oversimplification, but uh, uh, human beings have a tendency to. Um, mess up things everywhere they go. So Good point. Maybe we ought Good to point. kind of clean up our act. Good point. Thank you so much. Have a great You're New Year. You're very welcome. Have a great New Thank Year. you too. Mm. Bye. All right. We're going to keep going on with the callers. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, speaking of saving the planet, there was an excellent program on KMUD last night at 5.30. I think it was the Global Perspectives program. Uh, Arthur... Oh, anyway, he authored a book called Invisible Rainbow, and it's primarily focused on uh, radio wave sickness. And he's got an excellent history on what that's been doing to the health of not only humans, but the planet and the biosphere that we live on. And it will scare you, but to me, it kind of changed my focus to that as being probably the most predominant threat we're facing right now. And I'm not going to elaborate. I really encourage you to get on the KMUD archives and listen to his program or purchase the book, uh, Invisible Rainbow. It really shook me, and I really feel it's important that people pay attention to this and change their focus from politics to survival, because I think that's where we're being. We're headed. We might anyway, be headed there. Everybody, brothers and sisters, love you all. Have a great day. Thanks so much for calling in. Good recommendation. All right. Have a good New Year. Good New Whoa. I don't know what's going on with that line. Somebody tell me how to get rid of it. Um, okay, so that dropped. Okay. I think I'm going to have to get Rich in here to get this line dead. Okay, 895-2448 to see if I can get rid of this one call. 
I don't know what's going on with that line. Sorry about that, folks. 895-2448. Oh, boy, here comes my savior. Um, so anyway, yeah, good points that everybody's bringing up. Uh, end of the year, 895-2448. Um to let let us know about some topics you think we should be uh, looking at. I one of the things that brought up about the rainbow is this whole uh, 5G issue that they're trying to trying to push over the United States and in the cities. Um, it it seems like the the 5G uh, signal doesn't go very far, so you have to be really close to towers and all of that. So my first flush of opinion is that five G is not just not going to work in the majority of Mendocino County because you have to have the towers too close because the signal can't go that far. But everywhere else, it's going to happen. Boy, there's got to be a lot of questions asked. I know there just has to be a lot of questions asked. So uh, we got 15 minutes left. This is open lines about issues that you think were important in 2020 and the issues you're going to be following in 2021. Um, another big shout out for me is I just got to tell you our Office of Registrar of Voters. Um, Katrina just did a great job um, we, I just felt so good about our elections, the security, the people that came out, 82.6%, I think was the last percentage of turnout for the November election. Um, she handled it, the office handled it, efficiency was really efficient, made sure every voted count. Um, another big shout out for 2020 to that office and how well they handled it in a pandemic. We got to remember that all of these governance things, the board of supervisors, the elections, the police forces, the, all of this has been going under, happening under a pandemic when we have never dealt with this level of a pandemic before in my lifetime, in most people's lifetimes that are listening. So that's a, that's a big shout out to those. Um, losses this year. Oh, wait, we got a caller. I mean, the calls are priority. So we're going to get you on the air, 895 Good morning, caller. You're with me. Yeah, a little follow-up. I am. Um, yeah, the 5G may not be in the majority of the county as far as square miles go, but it's going to be saturated in the towns where people shop and uh, live close by. So I, it's not exactly a non-risk for the county. It's oh, yeah, it's not. not. going to be out in, the, out in the hills and the canyons, but it will be wherever population centers are. So it's still going to be a risk. Good point. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to try this one. Nope, there it goes. Okay, so 895-2448. I got another caller. Good morning, caller. You're on the air, hopefully. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, yeah, what a year, huh? Yeah. Go through it. <laughs> what a year. It seems like five, but we'll say it's a year. Yeah, well, a lot of things roll into from, uh, uh, for me, because I live in Red Valley, I think it's it started with the 2017 fires and us coming together to uh, uh, help people. So I wrote a couple things down. I'll just go through it really quick. Um, you know, COVID's kind of bad news. I'm not sure what's going on with the asphalt plant at the top of the hill. We're going to have to worry about that. Uh, we got a loss of outdoor activities like Cape Wolf and the Anderson Valley Brewery having their, their deal there. So we lost some tourist dollars. Uh, Real Goods changed hands. I think Flocon ended up purchasing them, but they're looking ahead to do the same, pretty much the same thing. So I think that's a positive issue. Um, the bypass got finished through Willits, I suppose. That the grade going up to Willits is finally done. I don't know how many years we've dealt with that. Oh, that's not done. Uh, that's not oh, done. No. <laughs> 
okay. Well, it looks like they're oh, it, it, done anyway. Yeah, you know. right. For this year, they're done, but that just keeps going. That's a rollover. All right. Okay, keep okay. on. That one's a tough one, boy, because they, they just they can't grow any trees there, and they, they keep wondering why the hill slides down, down the hill. So, anyways, um, and then let's see. We got the Mendocino County Climate Action Advisory Committee, or maybe it's the Advisory Action Committee, which I think is uh, I think they're they're pointed in the right direction. Um, in Redwood Valley, we uh, finalized the stopping of Dollar General. Um, was able to get a hold of the messaging signboards um, over the freeway to uh, warn people about dragging their trailer chains and lighting us on fire. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got the siren tested out here in Redwood Valley. We got that siren up, and there was a test that went on there. So, um, you know, the good just, uh, especially in our community here, I think is just really outweighs the 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 overwhelming um, bad parts, and, of course, that's in my opinion. And we got some up-and-coming up stuff to deal with, though. we got this uh, Scotts Dam deal and, and where we're going to get the water. And so, um, you know, there's the Inland Water and Power uh, Commission and, um, you know, the people on the Eel River Recovery, they're looking to, you know, get that dam knocked down and, you know, you guys can worry about where you're going to get your water, and and we need to get that water down here. So we got we got that coming up here in the next year. Um, we've got the Highway 20 101 interchange, which I'm not sure where that's going. I know with COVID, I think it's it's on a it's on a standby there. And um, yeah, that's about all all I could think of. So I'm just looking here, and I'm I'm feeling like there's there's more good and there's more. Um, going on uh for the future of uh, our kids and and uh and some plus things happening here so um yeah all right well thank you for those points it is true it's a it, it, oh, he's going off it's a it's a balancing act between the good things we're doing in our communities on a st- small scale two steps forward that kind of a thing and under the covid so we're going to keep the calls coming eight nine five two four four eight Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I want to um, talk about a local agency that I've had nothing but frustration trying to deal with, and that's the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council. Really? And they were all over KZYX News soliciting low-income seniors like myself to apply for funds to help um, fireproof their property, which I could use. So I innocently applied, but their website didn't work. Their form would not submit. Um, It's dysfunctional. So I called, left messages. I never got an answer. I sent emails, never got a reply. I finally hand-copied the form that wouldn't go through and mailed it snail mail, and I never got a reply either. And so... um, I, I read in the paper that PG&E gave $1.3 million to this council to help people like myself um, clear this up. And I was wondering why, despite all my efforts, I couldn't get a call back or an email or any response. And then I heard um, on P- 
people praising this council on the radio. And I thought, what gives, you know? I left two messages for John Hashak. He never returned. I, this is a local accountable agency, supposedly. And I tried who I thought were their oversee um, organizations, which I couldn't get through or reach. And I ran into nothing but roadblocks. And then... Um, I forget what else. Oh, I heard Dan Jurdy on Richard Ginger's K-Mud show one morning praising the council, and I thought, what is going on here? Um, how come <laughs> and everything I do um, oh, doesn't work? And uh, so I'm curious about this. And finally, somebody called Rose called somebody at the council. This was this month um, and she called me and said well due to COVID we never go to our office and we <laughs> hardly ever answer our phones and the money was spent was gone by November and I said I was trying to reach you in August, September and October what happened? So wait a minute and the 1.6 million is gone already? Oh yeah it was That's gone what by November said? she said this woman Bobby huh. on the phone who's calling from N- not here, somewhere else. She's okay. still on their salary. And I said, well, is, is there a um, paper trail of your expenses? How how do we trace this money? She says, oh, no, we're a nonprofit. Um, we're not obliged to divulge our um, spending. Oh, <laughs> so, that's not true. I, uh, I'm a treasurer of a nonprofit, and you are open books, honey. Open well, books. You so. know, I, All right. so well, this I, is a good thing to follow. Despite my on. best efforts, if some if somebody got this money or how it was spent, I'd really like to know if somebody got through um, to them. Uh, to me, uh, so many stumbling blocks raises a real red flag. Yep. And, okay. Uh, well, we'll try to follow up on that in the new year because that does come along with the fire prevention, and it, it also follows through with the PG&E money that was given to the county or came to the county for fire protection and stuff. So I think that's a really good topic to follow in the coming year. And thank you so much for raising that issue. Well, thank you. All good right. Night. Have a good Have a good new year. Thank you so much. So, 895-2448, we just got a, maybe time for one more call. One other issue I, I want to throw out there because it has been going around um, the Facebook site is there was a um, there was a dog that got found in, I think, Jackson State Forest. It was out on the coast. In, uh, when did that happen? That happened in January. He became known as Thunder the Wonder Dog. It was, he'd been abused and mistreated, and somebody found him. He's been rescued and taken care of. And there was a court case, and from what I've been reading, the court case was taken, the DA Eister, they did it in the uh, 10 Mile Court. That's the court of Clayton uh, Brennan. And the the defendant the pretty much got away with a slap on the hands, um, and so there's been a lot of discussion online about retrying the case. What do you do when the judge it went against probation? Went against what everybody thought should have happened. The community thought should happen. So. Uh, we will be following this. I will be following this because judgeships are something I continue to watch. Um, just to give everybody a heads up, uh, the judgeships are seven-year terms, and Clayton Brennan was elected in last time he was elected in 2018. 
So we'll be following that. There's been talks of recall. There's been talks of what do you do when this kind of a situation happens. So that's an issue I'm personally going to be following, just to let you know in a heads up, coming up this next year. All right, another caller. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, real quick, in defense of the lumber industry, Okay. Um, I'm a building contractor here in Lake County, although I do service uh, Mendocino County as well, and Humboldt. And But anyway, um, so we use a lot of redwood. We use a lot of fir. Those, those are the lumbers that are available to us to build with. And um, so there's a lot of um, jobs that are, would be impacted all the way from the loggers, the truck drivers, uh, et cetera, all the way through to the ultimate, to the consumer who requires these services. So everybody has to have somewhere to live. wouldn't be fair for us to limit new construction because we have a house. Those people need a house, too. So I think the alternative to logging would be another product. What are you going to build a house out of, or furniture, or a fence? So, uh, what happened in Oregon and Washington when they had some major problems in the uh, logging industry and the lumber industry virtually shut them down because spotted owl, things like that, uh, devastated the state's economies completely and never recovered. So we don't want that to happen in California. So I think um, responsible logging, uh, replanting, and those those things have already been in existence for a long time. So you're a builder. So I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. You know, I'm a conservative personally, but but wait a minute, I want to I want to ask you something. Yes. Um, you're a builder. Yes. You're a builder. Um, yes. And I have been building senior housing in in Anderson Valley for several years, and I'm a, I've built Great. my own houses and stuff like that. I actually Great. I actually tear down buildings to rebuild with the lumber. But I've also what uh-huh. I, what I've been doing is I've been researching other materials, and I'm finding out there are other materials out there. So maybe that's something we need to be looking at: concrete houses, like what? styrofoam. There's styrofoam. There's all really okay. inventive stuff coming. Do you want to have a styrofoam house burned down? No, that's what I'm talking about. This is, there's is a lot of these things. Yeah, there's a lot so, of things. So but, that, yeah, there are a few styrofoam houses I've seen, but... But there's concrete um, ones. So they're all alternative things. I think we need to just address it. I, do, I think we need to start thinking outside of the realm. But I'm sure, going to have to wrap sure. up here. I've so seen you have all a, metal buildings, all yeah, concrete yeah. buildings. So i got to wrap um, up. But yes. thank you so much. Okay. Have thank a new you year. For your show. God and you know what? You, you Happy call new back. Year, everyone. You call back because we need to talk about this. Thanks so much. Yes. 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 Bye. All right. I'm going to have to wrap up here, and you're going to get some classical music. Stay tuned. Happy New Year, everyone.